0: Welcome to the X-Factor Files podcast. I'm Daryl. I'm Philip. Hey, we're back.
1: After a brief hiatus.
0: A brief hiatus brought on by tons of snow and the holidays. Yes. Um, It was not fun having a broken down snowblower in the middle of, like, record-setting snow in Minnesota.
1: Yeah, and it's the... It was a mix, so at some point we got freezing rain. I think after... The initial shovel of like relatively fluffy and light snow and then there was a layer of ice and then there was more snow on top of that and then the next day we got more snow on top of that again so it was just like unceasing need to shovel and a range of like oh yeah this stuff is light it's fine you can just whoosh 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 and sort of muscle through big swaths Um without too much trouble. And then other times you fill up the shovel and it is heavy. Yeah. And it's been enough that even just like getting that heavy snow up and over to toss it aside was very hard.
0: Yeah. The snow banks for the last storm were really high. Like it was no longer I could push it and that'd be it. It was pushing it and then hefting it four feet in the air.
1: And I gave up on trying to get rid of the wall of snow at the bottom of the driveway. Like my side is done, my aunt's is not. And I did like a foot, another foot and a half so that both um, trash and recycling barrels can be down there and my car can pull out at the same time. Mm. Because definitely Thursday before work, I had to get my car out and then put the trash barrels in the end Mm. and then drive away.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's been a lot.
0: Yes, it has been a lot, a lot. And since our previous episode, Chandler and I met up and we rated a sale at a comic store in St. Cloud, Minnesota, um, where depending on how many books you bought, you got a certain percentage off. I got 50% off because I bought more than 36 issues, Oh! but I did fill in all my gaps with Excalibur. So I have the complete run of volume one of Excalibur now, and Um, A few other uh, missing issues, some older uncanny issues that I got for 50% off, which was a good deal. Nice. Um, So that was like the one fun thing I've done. Um,
1: When it was safe to escape.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And we also saw Chandler at New Year's Eve.
1: Yeah. We went to a drag show in Minneapolis with Bibi Zahara Bonet.
0: Winner of season one of RuPaul's (laughs) Drag Race.
1: And, oh, Nina D'Angelo, I think, was another queen. And then there was another one who came out to, like, did a Pat Benatar look. Mm -hmm. And the Do You Wanna Touch Yeah song, Mm -hmm. which we had heard, the previous time I had heard that song was at a wrestling show when someone did burlesque as rogue to that song.
0: It's a, a fond memory.
1: It is so I we shared a look and like ah
0: it's that song uh, but we were also wrecked the next day because we're old like
1: <laughs> and it was way too late by the time we got um, home
0: yeah we got back to my place and then we
1: at 1 30
0: yeah and it, we let the buns romp a little bit well two of the three we did not get to sleep until like three in the morning it,
1: it was it was so bad, bad.
0: so bad I was uh, the next day such a wreck so it's um, true. The whole
1: next day was just a recovery day
0: compared to a week later, which was last night when we went to bed at nine thirty at night and then watched an episode of Warehouse Thirteen, but we were still asleep by like eleven o'clock.
1: We were such sleepy buns.
0: Yeah, it was um a, a case study in sleep habits. Yeah, and what we prefer versus sometimes what you sign up for. Yeah. The bums are doing fine. They are starting the bonding process.
1: Which we've been talking about for forever, but we finally did a session with the three of them in a new space. A new small space with me trying to fit in it.
0: Yeah.
1: And it mostly worked.
0: Yeah. They went for like 10 minutes. Nora got a little nippy with Asta. Asta was... Tentative, I'd say most of the time.
1: Well, and it was it was dear listener, it was next to the washing machine, so anytime I moved, it would hit the fence against the washer, and they don't like loud booms like that.
0: Yeah,
1: and but it was very hard to get comfortable in the spot where they couldn't crawl underneath me. Yeah, so yeah,
0: so they're hopefully going to become friends. Otherwise, I found a resource where we can pay someone to make them become friends for us.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And maybe we'd move them to my place then, since it'll have been so long since they were there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it'll be a new environment for them again. Although I did find fresh poops when I moved some weights.
0: Yeah. There's always one.
1: Dear listener, there's always one. You think you're so good.
0: And this little Cocoa Puff just
1: pops appears. up. Yep. So for
0: this episode, we are covering so much territory. We're covering select issues from the Secret Invasion crossover that happened in 2008.
1: I like how you said that, select, like it's so refined.
0: No, we're not select as we're refined, select as and we're not doing every fucking issue in this crossover <laughs> because there are dozens. I am not reading dozens of, like, I don't want to read Iron Man. No.
1: And there's no. nine here in front of me, and I did not read four. So I read the X Factor. I read The Three She-Hulks, and I did not get to The Four Incredible Hercules, even though he's looking very thirst-trappy on them.
0: So we're covering She-Hulk for a couple reasons. One, the first of the three issues of her title that cross over with this event, it's actually sequentially part two of the X Factor story. Two, She-Hulk at this time was written by Peter David. So he had an entire run on She-Hulk at this time. And it's really fun. I have the omnibus, is the one omnibus the Buns have gotten to, even though it was on top of the coffee table. Nora, I think it was probably Nora.
1: She just wanted to read it. She
0: loves reading with her teeth. So um, it's the one omnibus they have enjoyed. And-
1: Not as much as the shoebox out there blocking a gap. Yeah, they have shredded that
0: yes um so we're doing that and we're covering hercules because one it's a really fun arc and two he's my favorite marvel superhero so i figured why not work in a way to talk about hercules yeah so philip you've actually read hercules but it's been like two years ago
1: yeah because i don't remember any of these okay. things that are happening so
0: i will do the heavy lifting when it comes to incredible hercules if you want to kick us off with that first issue so it's issue 33 Correct. of X Factor. We have a new artist on the book, and it's definitely art.
1: It's, it's not, not our cup of tea. No. And folks just look sort of, I think, reptilian, yes. with the, the brows, the cheekbones. The long necks. Like I, Darwin's neck looks longer. Like this would be the style might work if you're doing a Cardassian oh, thing from Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah
0: yeah but um we're going to try to see past the terrible art um to talk about the story so we have darwin and Longshot. yeah opening up this story
1: because i think a few times we've mentioned like where's Longshot in krakoa um and
0: in his four-fingered hands
1: oh does he really only have four fingers yep canonically mm-hmm. oh so he's here with darwin in detroit and longshot is picking a fight sort of on purpose and poor darwin is getting dragged into it and by literally dragged into it and like his head shoved in a fire hydrant Mm. but luckily he develops skills
0: he does he can adapt to anything to survive
1: and longshot even calls it like check under the throat he may have developed gills and then when the dude drags darwin back up again there are just on the side of his head so that is sort of like a it seemed like a very non-sequitur kickoff Mm -hmm. and then we come to xf investigations
0: yep so we're still based in Detroit.
1: detroit yep and this man is trying to find them to find his son armando and yeah he goes because there's nowhere else to go really and xf tends to specialize in quotations in certain types of cases and it's revealed that it's mutants and this part is is legit funny siren's like you don't have to whisper our office isn't bugged and in the van outside the people bugging the office are like what did you just say <laughs> so it's val cooper
0: Mel Cooper
1: and an underling.
0: Stir in the pot.
1: Yeah. I. Huh, I think I read this, this one in the paperback that you have. Wait, not a trade paperback. What do you call a single floppy? This issue that you just had. Yes, but the rest. The one in your hands. Yes. But then the rest I read from the omnibus omnibus and I finished the whole thing. Yes. Which is where I read the first of the She Hulks. Yes. And yeah, so they're talking about Darwin and Monet is back playing foosball with Richter, and strong guy's trying to cut his little curly hair.
0: No, oh, his little his little coil.
1: Yes. He his copped coil. That's a fun alliteration. Um and yeah, there's some fun political commentary. And <laughs> When they talk about political leanings and strong guys, like yeah, I voted for Nader, and everyone gives him a look. Yeah. like just a whole strip of this page is just them staring at him, and he's like, "What seatbelts?"
0: Yeah, I mean, Ralph Nader was an advocate for seatbelts. I think is the '70s or early '80s. Yeah, that's where he rose to prominence.
1: Like all about consumer protections, I think. Yes, this his deal. Yep. So and they're like, whatever. Also an ad for the game to Human which was not very good. Oh. I struggled. So with Val Cooper in the background of these mm-hmm. panels, like it's a Val panel, an office panel, a Val panel. So
0: she's listening along to whatever is transpiring.
1: Yeah, so structurally like you can she's literally following along mm-hmm. with the conversations from the office. And yeah, we find out that the dad is has been a terrible dad. Yeah. Arms dealer. And yeah. Do we
0: know whose dad this is yet?
1: Yes. No? Yes, because we Monet's the one who brought up that's Darwin.
0: There we go. Yes. So this is Darwin's dad. Yeah. That's why we have Darwin in this book right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we we'll go we cut back to the fight. Darwin is constantly evolving. Like he makes his neck made of rubber so he doesn't bleed.
0: When a knife
1: is is pushed against it yeah. yeah and yeah a big scuffle ensues like a literal pile of bodies yeah
0: like this this whole fight in the street is it our a storyline i guess
1: yeah following longshot and darwin
0: yeah
1: it's not entirely clear why they're together
0: no it is not made clear
1: I think Darwin or Longshot was just taking Darwin out.
0: Yes, like he just appeared.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, and there's this woman who in jeans and a crop crop top and a very um, 2000s purse. Yes, with a very thin strap. Is just sort of looking on, like she's checking her nails, as this gigantic rumble is happening. And she's been in
0: the background.
1: A few pages. Yeah. And so they're all like, "Huh, where'd he go? He was just here. Find him." And she's like, "Huh, interesting." Like, mm. but goes chasing after him in an alleyway, and we see Longshot turn into a scroll. Oh it's no. like An orange shimmer that travels down, and the scroll is being super judgy about humanity. Like, mm. they need us. Look how look at what rabble they are. So.
0: So that gets to sort of the thrust of what this event is, is about the scrolls infiltrating Earth.
1: And in in this case, as Longshot. Yes. But then this little mouse in the alleyway who saw the transformation from Longshot to scroll back to Longshot, it's like, I knew it. I freaking knew it. And the mouse has the same sort of earpiece as the woman with the crop top. Back at the office. We got an updated picture of Darwin, and his skin, it's so pale. And I, sort of like Monet's thing, like, well, he's constantly evolving in order to survive. Since he's been living mostly in Caucasian environments, maybe his body felt the need to get whiter in order to blend in. Oh, so, good point. Very good point. Um, a siren walks in announcing her need to pee.
0: Okay.
1: And is like, why? <laughs> why do you feel this need? Um and yeah. And I mean causing Sarah, causing Madrox to feel guilty about the whole pregnancy thing.
0: Yeah, she's looking more pregnant.
1: So yeah, Madrox looking kind of rough.
0: Art wise or
1: art wise, like he looks a lot older.
0: Mm.
1: Um and trying to comfort the dad, being like, We'll find him, we'll spread out. And he's like you sure you got enough manpower and Modox is like yeah we've got it covered mm. as like 15 dupes spawn yes yes and fan out
0: so is something that as you're paging through this issue as we're doing the review the ads for other titles are just beautiful
1: yeah there's like one for it, inhumans with medusa's hair all over
0: there's another one that involves um cable and Cyclops and Baby Hope.
1: I mean, they look good, Baby Hope looks like a bowling ball still.
0: Yes, but like the art in, that they commissioned for some of these covers is just insanely good.
1: Yeah, like Cable does look really good. Yeah. The scar, the hair, the prosthetic arm. Yeah. So now we go to cut to Mad Rocks being with Val Cooper and Strong Guy who apparently is in on the fact that Madrox is working with Val. Um,
0: Well, he was offered a job. (laughs) Yeah, that was then retracted.
1: So they're having some issues. Um, Val wants them to forget about Darwin and that there's another assignment. And (laughs) he's like, we're short staffed. And Val's like, you don't get to use the we're short staffed excuse. That's
0: an incredibly good point.
1: Like you can make so many more of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So um Yes. They're,
0: yeah, they're they're formulating a plan behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, but there's still the tension between the two of them, which is why Madbox says things like, We're Americans with rights protected under the constitution, and Strong Guy spits out his drink.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like warm me next time you to a wise crack
0: yeah
1: and Maddox is trying to get Val to back off but Val is not buying it and she uses the ultimate card of I can just tell your team that you've actually been working for us this whole time Mm. and walks away and Maddox is like well yeah that happened so now we go back to Maddox or Longshot and Darwin and the crap top woman is still following them. And Longshot is very <laughs> surprised to see her and her little Romulan haircut. Clybin's mm-hmm. loins, her. And poor Darwin is like, You know her? Who is she? And who is Clybin? As Longshot takes off running. And the crap top woman is like, He spotted me. And someone is saying, Nice stealth work. Not now, Jennifer. We're heading due west, cut him off. And Darwin is trying to save Longshot because according to Darwin, only knows Longshot as Longshot. Mm. He didn't see the alley transformation. Yep. And, so we know
0: who Jennifer is.
1: Well, I did not at the time. Okay. Because I kept getting her confused with Jessica. Drew. Drew. And I keep wanting to even call her Jessica Walters. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> I don't Jessica know. Walters is from Arrested Development yes r.i.p
1: oh, no, oh, yeah, and archer, archer. yeah
0: oh Mallory archer
1: so all these names just keep blurring together so i'm like jennifer oh okay who's that i think there's several possibilities yes and off uh, we go to a car siren is still trying to hold down the fort because you have to have a bathroom nearby and they're sort of all all tracing him together so Meadows is getting his dupes to converge and he sort of lets look that there's like a he's using that psychic connection that they all have mm-hmm. which we've seen in like a sonar kind of way where my dogs can sort of sense where they are mm-hmm. but not necessarily we haven't used seen it used to this like giving orders capacity
0: yeah
1: and then we get to a page where they're still scuffling this crop top woman and long shot and there's
0: a lot of scuffling in this issue.
1: There is. And this crop top woman is doing it in heels. Good for her. And they're long shot and the woman are going back and forth between how dare you address me! Have you no loyalty? Now surrender. And Darwin's like, he may be an idiot, but he's my friend. And the woman is like, No, he's not. Don't make me kill you. And Monet there to save the day. Mm. It's great. Darwin is so in love with Monet. He really is. Monet, Monet, I have your Vanity Fair spread. And Monet is holding down Crop Top Woman when someone from off panel says, too bad, and we get She-Hulk charging in. All right. And that's the end of issue 33.
0: Of X Factor. So let's bounce to issue 31 of She-Hulk. The continuation of the he loves you arc
1: two of three. Oh, that's right. I didn't notice the X factors are one and three, and that she hulk is two.
0: All right. So we get the name of our crop top lady. She's Jazinda.
1: Yeah. Which She's I think would make girl. more sense for people reading this before because this picks up yes. in the middle of them working together. Yes. And we got like the, their little, it's not quite a data page but there's the who's involved we have she hulk, jazinda monet, darwin and longshot and the new the penciler for this issue is Vincenzo cuca and inker
0: so the art is more of what we expect from these like it's the she hulk art but it's closer to what we're used to for x factor
1: right more like the, the beginning issues of x factor yes like somewhat more shady more even um but jennifer she hulk mm-hmm. she Hulk. jennifer there's so many yes um saying mutants why did it have to be mutants especially these mutants which not very nice i feel like
0: yeah what, what's her beef with them like i've read she hulk pretty extensively um
1: there seems to be enough like anti-mutant stuff even within avengers yes which makes it all the better when there are those panels where what was it either tony stark or captain marvel had gone to the x-men for help mm-hmm. and emma shut them down it was like where were you when genosha happened where were you when this other atrocity happened you don't care about mutants you can just fuck right off
0: yeah but she-hulk even before peter david's arc i've read the big she-hulk omnibus like dan slott wrote her and i don't recall anything regarding this um but i trust it like peter david knows what he's doing So it's in there for a reason.
1: He's good at either planting seeds or making deep cuts and then making them relevant. So
0: I'm sure it might have been, even back in the Sensational run, an issue I've not read. Yeah. So.
1: So. We've got Monet and She-Hulk about to throw down. And points to Monet for being like, I don't have time for this. I don't have patience for this. I certainly don't need the hassle of dealing with the legendary insufferable She-Hulk. And She-Hulk is thinking, I certainly don't need the hassle of dealing with the legendarily insufferable Monet St. Croix. Like, in some respects, on the same page. Yeah. And I thought that was great. Monet is taking the high road. There's no point in pounding each other until we inevitably settle our differences and work together. I'm sorry as all this all get out if this disappoints you, but we're not going to do this, understand? We're not going to do this. And She-Hulk sprays the floating Monet with a fire hydrant, looking very smug. And yes. Monet is like, yeah, okay, now we're going to do this. Yeah,
0: you messed up her makeup, you messed up her hair, you messed up her outfit.
1: And, and She-Hulk e- gonna- even says like, yeah, Monet was right. I don't really know why I did that. Yep. But it just feels good.
0: So now we are in the midst of another fight. This this arc full of fist fights.
1: Right? And now Jazindra against Darwin. And Jazindra is also. Jazindra. Robert... What did I say?
0: Jazindra. Oh, Jazinda. I think it's Jazinda.
1: Dear listener, is there an R? There's not an R.
0: Jazinda.
1: Jazinda. And Darwin and her are fighting now. And it's just ridiculous. Shielk is even saying, like, I could just tell Monet what's going on, explain it calmly, rationally, like any lawyer would, but damn it, this is just way more fun. And it's unnecessary. Mm. So we got some cutbacks to Jennifer and Jazinda hanging out in an RV.
0: Yes, they've been traveling around in an RV.
1: And it's very confusing because there are mountains in the background, and if you've been to Detroit, there's not mountains. Like, Michigan is not known for its geography.
0: Mm, I don't know if this is when they're in Michigan yet.
1: Well, it says several hours earlier. Oh. Maybe they're coming over from the Appalachians. I don't know. Who knows? Who
0: knows? I don't think they're in Michigan at that point.
1: But like, you don't get Colorado style cliffs. Yeah. Hours away from Detroit. And it's
0: so odd because at the end of Dan Slott's run on She-Hulk, they had basically destroyed She-Hulk's career. So now Peter David has her like in an RV traveling around with Jacinda. It's yeah. a very, like, it is a sharp right turn in terms of the She-Hulk title between the two writers and what she's doing, because a lot of Dan Slott's run was all about her being a lawyer and doing funky cases and things mm-hmm. like that. With Awesome Andy? Yes, Oh with Awesome Andy and Mallory.
1: He's just so awesome. Yes. Um, so they get into a scrabble squabble about what's happening in New York with the invasion, and jazinda's like, we need to go to Detroit, and Jennifer's like, no, we need to get to New York, and so they fight over the steering wheel, and their RV crashes down a ravine, unnecessarily. And Jennifer just punches jazinda out of the RV. It seems unnecessary.
0: Yeah. Um again, it's Jennifer getting sort of heated.
1: Yeah. And
0: not thinking things through. And this is where there's the delineation between like savage and sensational. And...
1: Is she becoming savage? uh,
0: Yeah. Why is she angry? Like she seems to have a hair trigger right now.
1: She's... Yes. Going way into the Hulk version. Zinda even says, I am your friend, you idiot. And so they try to... lay the cards on the table... That the invasion was conceived years ago, but she didn't think it was actually going to happen. Like she mm-hmm. knew about it, but the likelihood of it actually going through was so slim that she didn't bother telling anyone. Mm-hmm. And as they're talking, a semi comes through, barrels into could just sort of stands there. And she's like, Hey, I'm walking here. And Jacinda tries to keep putting it on, like, You would die if you went back to new york like they would not see any purpose in keeping you alive therefore you would be dead and that's not okay right so then we learn about a talisman who is a super holy sacred scroll um who has a connection to all scroll and And he
0: basically is present when they're going to wage a war
1: it's how so, they know what they're doing is right. Yeah, just a talisman is there, which
0: kind of gives it a holy war sort of bent. Yeah, like every battle they're fighting then becomes a religiously motivated, or at least religiously sanctioned.
1: Right. It's when the pope says you are good to go off and do the crusades. Yes. Which terrible.
0: Yeah. So, um, interesting use of a uh, scroll thing. I didn't know was a thing. Like I. I didn't know that they were so religious
1: me neither i don't know anything about the scroll though
0: but now you know they're religious i just know
1: that they're the green ones and the cree are the blue ones yes and hulkling is a little bit of both
0: yes he's a little bit country <laughs> and a little bit rock and roll
1: so she hulk slams monet into a car she trash talks a little, and then Strong Guy's like, yeah, Monet's always got more. She's got more friends, more resources, and more going for her than you will ever have. Oh, That seems like a burn. Yeah. And she, Hulk, kicks Strong Guy in the privates.
0: Right in the nuts.
1: There, Like, he's...
0: He's down and out.
1: He just entered the fight, and now he's out of the fight. Yep. So... She-Hulk is even like, there's more going on here than you know, and Strong is like, well, why don't we talk about it? And she- She-Hulk, right before she kicks him in the nuts is, you should know better than tell, it's always preferable to show unnecessary. Yeah. So much unnecessary violence.
0: Yeah. We're continuing the, the fight all through. Yeah. Like even in the flashback, there is a fight.
1: So now we're flashing back to this ruined RV. I don't know how they got the door back on because the door flew off mm-hmm. when Jacinda was punched through it. Yeah. Talking about the talisman, representation of the gods, his presence is required to ensure the gods' blessing in on our endeavors, particularly major ones such as an invasion. And so Jacinda, was like, why she was like, we need to go to Detroit is because you can feel the talisman there because of his mm-hmm. holiness or whatever.
0: Again, a sort of proximity power.
1: Yes, and so Chisinda finally, like, exposes. My people keep the talisman away from the main area of fighting because if anything happened to him, the loss of morale would be incalculable. It would mean the gods have abandoned us. Believe it or not, the invasion hinges on our moral certitude that our actions are blessed by the gods. Capture the talisman. Threaten the talisman. Hell, kill the talisman if necessary, and we can stop this invasion before it starts. So, the art is sort of like in the now, but the text boxes were in the explanation of from a few hours okay, before. So
0: we're getting the exposition woven in. Yes,
1: and okay. now it's all syncing up. And long shots like this is where hiding out, traitor. The gods have turned you over to us. And some trash talk. Darwin gets in the way. Darwin gets in the way of a shot even, and mm. it bounces back onto Jacinda. Um, so She-Hulk sort of freaks out. Where are you? shot and Darwin run away. And She-Hulk starts to go after and runs into Madrox. And he like, stop acting like a curvier version of your cousin and tell us in a calm, rational manner what the hell is going on. So this is a third time that mm. someone from X Factor has been like, let's just talk this out. Yes. Why are you doing this? And
0: She-Hulk even recognized earlier that she should not have flown off the handle with Fire Hydrant. So she has an opportunity to redeem herself here.
1: And she just narks it out. Like, or what, you'll beat it out of me? You know what, Mandrax? you're a boring guy whose power is to turn into a lot of boring guys. And...
0: and he's like, all right, I can turn into a lot of boring guys and I'll show you what they can do. And he keeps multiplying to hog pile on top of her to keep her restrained.
1: Yes. And how about a crowd? How about a slew? How about a bunch of normal, guy, boring guys? Or an angry mob? So he's really going in on the like, yeah, you're super strong, but you only one, and I can make hundreds yeah. to balance it all out. The proportions just look very strange like the is seem to be getting smaller and or She-Hulk is getting larger. Oh. It's very Gulliver's Travels. Okay. And at the end, she's like, this is all my fault. I should have done exactly what Monet suggested. Instead, I gave in to the impulse to slug it out and look where it got me. For real? The planet's in peril and I'm needlessly hampered by a dogpiling mutant.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: What the hell is happening to me? First, I jump Hercules' bones and then leave him in the dust. I
0: mean jump as bones
1: well too. <laughs> and now I leave with my fists instead of my head. I'm starting to wonder whether there's more going on to, with me than I want to admit, like I'm becoming someone else. And I have to say whoever she is, I kind of like her. So while this internal monologue is happening, Monet and Maddox are getting on the same page. We have to find Darwin, Maddox is like I've got some dupes on him, go round him up. And she's like, I'm okay, but I want another crack at She-Hulk. Good. Cut back to Darwin and Longshot catching, and Monet catching them. And it's awesome. Monet touches Darwin on the shoulder, and she, she's like, I'm always okay. I'm glad I managed to catch up with you. And Darwin's text bubble turns into a little heart, and it <laughs> says, she touched me. Monet touched me, and she was glad. And then the next file, she's like, what? Because he said it out loud. <laughs> and Darwin's like, nothing. Uh, there was a scroll woman. And she said that Longshot was a scroll. And they're just like, no, that can't be right. Oh, we'll do a mind probe. And that came back clean.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Darwin's like, well, of course he's not a scroll. I mean, if he were and he ever posed as a threat to me or my survival, why, I'd probably evolve with some sort of ability to see through his disguise. Like, I don't know. Being able to jolt his molecular structure somehow with a touch, so that he'd lose control of his ability to disguise.
0: And As that's what happens. It
1: is. It, that was fun. Yeah. Um, we got like this weird hybrid long shot hair on the talisman squirrel. Mm-hmm. Not a good look. No. A <laughs> squirrelid. Yes. And he zaps Monet, and Darwin's like. I need a little help, and it's all the good guys are too busy fighting amongst themselves to actually pay attention to what's needed. Hmm. So that's the end of that issue.
0: Yeah. And we go right in to X-Factor issue 34, which is part three of the Secret Invasion crossover for the title.
1: It is.
0: And we're back to the, the art and art.
1: And back at headquarters, the dad is trying to figure out why Darwin is called Darwin. And Siren and Richter there hanging out. Siren is eating a very messy ice cream cone. I don't know. It's just very strange.
0: It, well, she's having a craving.
1: Well, fair. Um,
0: or do you mean the art? Of her eating the ice cream cone.
1: The art. Like, her tongue is weird. There's little bits of it flying off everywhere. Like, it's about to get in her eye. No. What a mess.
0: We see the pile of Madroxes.
1: And all... And she hulk underneath them all. And... Yeah. So,
0: it's becoming apparent that this may not be enough. Madrox is realizing this. He's Mm -hmm. like...
1: Which he tries to talk it out. Yeah. He's like, I know everything that was done to you and your cousin, done by people you trusted and depended on. You were an Avenger, a member of the Fantastic Four. You were the ultimate insider. And suddenly, presto, you're on the outside looking in. I get what you're going through. And she all doesn't give a crap. Just throws this mountain of dupes aside.
0: Who then dupes. Yes. As they're bouncing around.
1: Yeah. Uh, my dupes yelp as she shakes them off with the same weird kind of slapping noise that a dog makes when it shakes off water. Yeah. Also, a bun bun does when waking up from a nap. Yeah. Nora, that's Nora's go to. Yeah. Oh, oh. A few shakes to wake up. Yes. Um, and so she's like, oh, an impact causes a duplicate. I'll just rip you in half and just throws Mandrox aside and gets a hold of Shazindra. Jazinda.
0: Jazinda.
1: I don't know why you're planning to add an R.
0: You're basically calling her Drusella <laughs> from Cinderella.
1: I mean, modern day Drusella would have that same hair. Mm. So, yeah, she <laughs> was like, I got knocked out. Jennifer's like, did it kill you? And she's like, I don't know. I'm not hungry. And dying always gives me the munchies. So she's back on the trail. She can sense a talisman going after him.
0: And Jacinda, just for people who have not read it, she cannot die.
1: No. Um
0: we'll get into that later. A little later, but for right now, that's the context of that comment.
1: Yeah. Strong guy and Maddox sort of regroup themselves, possibly pull themselves together. I still miss the like the golden shimmers of mm-hmm. Madrox, either duplicating or absorbing. Yeah. That's always fun. And yeah, the theme for the Thought Bubbles is all about trust. It's a delicate enough concept under the best of circumstances. Betrayal can screw you up long term. Betrayal can destroy marriages, careers, lives. And I don't blame She Hulk wanting to take not wanting to take the time to talk because that requires trust that other the other person is going to listen and care. But she should have just talked it out.
0: Yes. Several opportunities, dear listener, all missed.
1: Moral of the story: talk it out. Yeah. And then we got these moments between the talisman and Darwin of like, I thought you were my friend. I trusted you, and the talisman's like, you were right to. I'm still the same inside.
0: <laughs>
1: like a bad breakup situation. Yeah. And the scroll is just very into Darwin. He's about this evolutionary concept. So if Darwin is so successful at doing evolutions to survive, that's like,
0: that shows hope for the human race that they can evolve and be like the scrolls too.
1: Yeah, it's the missing link between scroll and human is what it all sort of boils down to on mm-hmm. this page. So yeah. What else is the scroll ability to change our shape, if not an evolutionary development to maximize our survival? The ability that you've developed is the Terran equivalent to what scrolls can do. It shows that on some level, the human race has the potential to be as powerful as we ourselves. And Darwin's like, which makes us dangerous to you. And the talisman says, on the contrary, upon such commonality, our great alliance is built. Many other races do not trust us specifically because of our malleability. If humanity displays the same trait, you will receive the same hostile treatment. And Darwin's like, We've already received plenty of hostile treatment, thanks, and we're still here. Mm. And the Talisman's like, You'll need allies. You'll need us. And I didn't quite realize that the Talisman does not have eyes. Yeah. The red holes I thought were the eyes, but no, they're just holes. Yep. So now we get Jazinda holding the gun up to the Talisman. So yeah. <laughs> we're not speaking of conquest. Think of it more as strategic protective occupation.
0: Yeah, Jazinda's been exiled from her own society.
1: And getting all this flack for being a traitor, yep. betraying her race, blah blah blah. The ab- the gods abominate your existence, clerkspawn. And we get this weird, like fiery field around the talisman that melts her gun. It's weird. And Jacinda bows, and the talisman's like, you're giving me the deference that I deserve. And
0: she's like, "Nope, I'm just getting out of the way. And then Monet flies in.
1: Fakes. Well, she was faking it and yep. punches the talisman across the face. <laughs> Mandrox. Monet, it's not really a long shot. It's, <laughs> Monet's like, a scroll. Got the memo, Madrox. Mm-hmm. I do love the running gag that he's always a step behind everyone else. Yes. That's still fun. And so Talisman sort of goes off. She help actually saves Monet to some extent, throws her out of the way, and tries to act as a distraction while everyone else sort of goes in on him. Mm-hmm. And the Talisman just sort of like does this flamey thing on everyone.
0: Yeah, like a big supernova blast to get everyone away from him.
1: Yeah. There's a spell in the air, like barbecue, and I only realized belatedly that it's us. No. And Jazinda's like, he's hitting you with conviction. If the pure conviction of his beliefs, he trusts the gods implicitly, he can destroy you because he believes he can. So Jazinda says the only way to take him down is to believe in something more than he does. And it also sort of comes down to Darwin. The weird, like, I'll transform back into long shot so that you will trust me again, as if that will magically make that better. Yeah,
0: he's like, You trusted me in this form, he's like, Yeah, not good enough. And then he's like, What if I transform into this form? You think this female's attractive,
1: and it's Monet. <laughs> Darwin's like, I can't even begin to tell you how much I would not find that preferable. Mm-hmm. And stop calling me Armando, only my friends close to me call me Armando. You can call me Darwin. So they sort of go back and forth. Madrox sort of narrates the energy build up and how much Darwin needs to believe in something. And so Monet goes over and is like, you can take this guy. He's all mouth, mouth of the light show. I know you can. And sort of uses that crush that Darwin has on her Mm -hmm. to give him that conviction that he needs. So. Darwin sort of walks through the fire and she punches him in the face, the talisman, not not Darwin. Um, And yeah, knocks him out, Jacinda puts a little neuroinhibitor on him, like you do. Mm -hmm. And Darwin's skin tone is slightly different, suits him. Great, Mm -hmm. love that for him. He seems into it. Yeah. And, yeah, they sort of all part ways. They basically throw him in the back of the, the worse for wear RV, like a sack mm-hmm. of flour. Yeah. And so, drive off. And yeah. Madrox is, well, now there goes someone with serious trust issues.
0: Yeah.
1: When Yeah, because Madrox is even like, next time, just tell us what's going on. And she's like, even better, just stay out of my way. Mm. Oh, on the back of this issue is the All American Reject, which I did not recognize because yes,
0: it's because they're the All American Rejects. <laughs> All right. So, do you want to round us out with the She Hulk arc high level? What happens? We don't need to do uh, in depth page by page, but so we're leaving the scene. The SUV has a religious figure. Uh, locked up in the back
1: i mean there's a bunch of dialogue about why this invasion is necessary blah 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 super scroll shows up who apparently is his dad yeah he is and he's all like you betrayed me it is my duty to destroy you um
0: yeah like there's some hardcore family drama happening
1: yeah it's funky he, the talisman breaks his neural collar because they match they somehow get into a spaceship i think because oh the squirrel were taking humans and she looks like not on my watch mm-hmm. throws a tree at the ship which then crashes but then somehow it's still able to fly again with jazinder and the talisman inside after the humans go off i
0: know
1: i would not tr- i would not trust my body in A shift like that to get me from point a to point b right it's already been hit by a tree
0: yeah she hulk is continuing to fight yeah that's all she's doing
1: it's a lot of fighting and now she's fighting super scroll we get some background as to sort of the deal with jazinda she swallowed a gem that she was stealing from the kree and that's why she can't die so as super scroll and she hulk are battling on the shores of a lake, the talisman and Jacinda are in like a shape shifting battle. Mm-hmm. And also lots of narration about how despised she is, how she needs to die, how the removing the gem will kill her.
0: Yes. So it, um, they can retrieve it, it will kill her.
1: And Super Skrull chooses to save her.
0: But um, not, he. So Jazinda's passed out, and She-Hulk is like, okay, well, you know, I'll tell her that you love her. And he's like, do anything but that. Yeah. He did it basically, like, one time I am saving my daughter's life. I, you know, assaulted this religious figure. Um, it's but, not great. Yeah. But if I ever see her again, she's dead.
1: Is Pyabok the same as Super Scroll? No, they're different. Yes. Because they, they're different cards in Legendary
0: yes Hmm. um and then to really encourage people to read the incredible hercules 117 through 120 it's again a religious angle you have hercules at the behest of athena his sister create a god super team to go after the two gods of the scrolls so
1: oh this does ring a very distant bell so
0: you have what's his face yeah him not long shot
1: the talisman
0: the talisman there we go is
1: on this team
0: no the talisman is like the lightning rod when it comes to war he's a part of the whole religious makeup that is formed by two central gods so there's like The original scroll, the only remaining original scroll, or something like that.
1: The one that can't change shape?
0: Yes. And then there's one that always changes shape and she changes shape like every six seconds or something.
1: Oh, okay. So
0: the team that Hercules sort of is given, so each major part of the world throws forth one of their gods to be on this team. Hercules is team captain. We have Snowbird.
1: Oh, we love Snowbird. From
0: Alpha Flight we have ajak the eternal oh uh mikabashi he's from uh, the japanese land of the dead cool atum aka demogorge the god eater he's from the sun oh and, and we have amadeus cho just cuz with Pup in tow no um because he is uh, the sidekick to hercules throughout this run yes so they have to go basically through this dream sort of space to get to where all gods are they're on this ship that's floating through space
1: dream space
0: yes and they have to go and confront the scroll gods um except the scroll gods have been like killing gods at oh. the same time
1: i remember i vaguely remember a big battle and it does not go well for the team led by hercules no
0: they sort of get wasted Um Ajak
1: dies but there's reference to the fact that Ajax will always come back again
0: yes snowbird apparently dies but instead of dying she turned into a flock of mosquitoes to oh. escape good for her yes because she can turn into any creature in canada that's basically her power, because she is a god of nature. the North. Of nature. Yes. But only North nature. So any any creature you can find in Canada, she can turn into.
1: She's not playing Wingspan with the Asia or the Oceania expansions.
0: Right. Um, so again, there are a lot of good battle scenes, but there are also some good intercultural scenes of these different cultures interacting they eventually do just waste the scroll gods because their thesis is that if we do this, the rest of the scrolls will fall. We destroy their religion center. Oh, They have nothing left to believe in, nothing to swear allegiance to, and they're done.
1: That moral certitude of the invasion goes away.
0: Right. Um, but at the end of it, Mikoboshi from Japan and their land of the dead he sort of like faked his death and then he takes over as like a scroll god. Oh. Yeah. So that is like the five cent tour of these <laughs> four issues. It's a lot of fun and it's a different take on the arc than something that is completely, oh, it's a scroll in disguise. Oh, we need to fight the scroll in disguise sort of thing that I feel was probably present through a lot of the other crossover issues.
1: Oh. Oh my gosh, there's a scroll in our midst.
0: Exactly. So this was a different way of tackling it, and a different sort of team that was assembled of characters. I didn't know some of the characters in these issues, so it was fun to see them, and sort of how they interact and what they do. This was probably my first exposure to an Eternal. Um, Oh. So.
1: Yeah, they seemed like sort of... I remember thinking that they were kind of a jerk.
0: Yes. Yeah, he was, so different from how we see them in the movie.
1: Oh, Ajak is a he in this?
0: Yes, Ajak's a he in this.
1: Oh. Huh.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, we stand, on Hayek.
0: We do. All right, so that was our a supersized overview of some of the Secret Invasion stuff. I'm sort of excited to see what the TV series on Disney Plus will be, Yeah, and how they're going to tie in stuff from Captain Marvel.
1: Will there be any X Men in it?
0: Will there be? Who knows? We keep seeing rumors of how they might tie X Men into things.
1: I still enjoy the She Hulk reference. Like, where are the X Men wink wink to the screen? Yeah. Like, we all want that. Yeah.
0: And how they're going to tackle a secret invasion within the MCU? Because it's in a TV series?
1: It seems like things are different enough
0: they are and is it going to be like this because the last we saw nick fury's on that spaceship going elsewhere
1: but i really do need to rewatch that movie yeah
0: yeah we were just discuss discussing that yesterday like that merits a rewatch yeah and especially i think the marvels comes out next year or this year
1: who are the marvels
0: it's captain marvel it is
1: is it photon
0: i hope it's photon
1: that would be nice
0: yes so it's
1: that cat, lizard creature? Yes. And just pulling out characters even closely related to Captain Marvel.
0: All right. So uh, hit us up with your thoughts. We did get a couple thoughts. We covered one of them in terms of the art style. And someone was excited for this artist to come back to X-Factor. So I don't know if he was on the original run. Um, They are like, yeah, I was excited for the artist to come back and then i saw what he drew oh yeah um and we had another comment from flinkman who chimed in and said well at least we had peter david writing yeah for these issues so yeah
1: the penciling just did not dive
0: no and uh, we're not go- going to spoil storylines but this art style continues on for several more issues and it. It I think Not there's another couple more. after this, and then there's, there's a pause where it goes back to regular.
1: And then the one after that starts Start, out in this style and then like four pages in goes back to the original.
0: Yes, and stays that way.
1: So yeah. So I don't think we have that many left before we get to the point where I stopped reading because No, we
0: don't. I think that's issue 39 or 38. So Yeah. Fun times ahead.
1: Stay tuned for some very dramatic happenings in X Factor. Oh, so much drama.
0: It's wonderful.
1: Very much so. Yes.
0: All right. So everyone hit us up on Instagram. We will catch you next time. We'll release another episode with not as big a gap between this episode and the previous.
1: And maybe focus more back on a single issue rather than nine.
0: Yes. It's been fun. It's been real.
1: Let us know your thoughts. Stay warm and safe. Bye. Bye.